0: The stories of people seeking asylum are supposed to end. But in Australia, people who arrive by boat are seldom able to finish their stories. In an effort to stop the boats and decide who is allowed protection and who is not, the Australian government declared a war against refugees.
1: Now, a couple of weeks back, uh, Scott and I launched Operation Sovereign Borders. We announced Operation sovereign borders. This is a war against people smuggling. And you've got to approach it on that basis. And we will not
0: cease until it's done. And as a result, thousands of asylum seekers have spent years in detention on Manus and in Nauru. Yet this war did not only happen at sea. The injustices of Australia's immigration policy go well beyond the fences set up in offshore detention centres. Right now, there are 30,000 people living in Australia who are being denied their right to protection. 30,000 people whose stories you haven't yet heard.
1: So our visa, our bridging visa, was expiring every six months and we didn't know if we were getting another visa or not.
0: We give you five years of uncertainty and now we're going to give you another five years of we don't give a fuck. I'm Sisonkem Simon. I grew up in many places. My family was finally granted asylum in Canada and now I live in Australia. And so the stories of refugees and people seeking a better life, just like my family did, really matter to me. In this series, we're going to hear stories from people seeking asylum in this country. They are often invisible, often ignored, but for years they have lived with us, a shadow society, and yet an intrinsic part of our community. When
1: they sent us to the community, they said, you
0: just need to wait.
1: Don't be too excited. You're not in Australia. You're just on a waiting list.
0: From the University of New South Wales and Guardian Australia, this is Temporary. It's a podcast exploring the experiences of those who are unable to start safe and permanent lives. Stuck in a new country with no support. The uncertainty of a human being living in limbo is the worst. Separated from their families and the people they love. I grew up with my grandmother and she is 70-something years old now. I'm not sure if I'm going to see her before she dies.
1: I will go back. But then I haven't seen my kids for nine years. So I, I, I need something.
0: Constantly afraid, they will be forced to return to the persecution that they fled.
1: We were waiting for the immigration to come and pick us at any moment.
0: We learn about the system that is designed to keep these people in permanent limbo.
1: It's like all the times he's he stressed and thinking, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen tomorrow?
0: We hear from those working the front lines, the people who are trying to help. I see the impact of these visas and these policies, and I see how it breaks people. And I think, my goodness, they didn't break under ISIS, but they're breaking under our country and our government. Subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts.